Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sheila Zielinski Show. I want to make sure that everyone is following me on social media. All the information is linked in the description below. And make sure that you are subscribed to my e-newsletter. Go to SheilaZielinski.com and make sure that you are signed up for that so you can stay in the loop on upcoming shows, exposés, guests, and the like. So go to SheilaZielinski.com and make sure that you are on the mail out list and that you are subscribed to my YouTube channel as well. Folks, if you are not supporting this ministry, I'm going to ask you to get behind this ministry. You've asked for some simple ways like Zelle, Venmo, Cash App, very simple ways to donate as well as the standard ways. You can also send check or money order to Sheila Zielinski Ministries, P.O. Box 396, Woodland Hills, California, 91365. And if you have not become one of my patrons with Patreon, please do so. There is a great deal of people that eat the meat of this ministry and they do not sow into it. This is a time when I really need people to get behind me and support me. And we thank you greatly for your support. Well, today I want to jump into the program. It's a very important, timely message from some good minister friends of mine, and they have not been back on the show for a while, and they are long overdue with this very important expose. It is Van and Sandy Hutchinson from Van and Sandy Hutchinson Ministries. Van and Sandy, welcome back to the program. So Van and Sandy, I'm just going to hand you the mic. You get into this and you throw it back to me when you are ready. Well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate it. Good to be here again. All right. Okay, we're going to let Sandy pray for us first. Lord, we are coming to you tonight to give the people this teaching on homeopathy, and we ask you to open their ears so that they can hear, open their eyes so that they can see, and open their minds so that they can remember if they have participated in homeopathic practices, because Lord, we want you to set them free. Yes, we do. And we just thank you for this opportunity, and Lord, We just give you all the glory in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I had my first experience with homeopathic teaching in uh, Highlands, Texas at my friend Philip Morris's church, and he was teaching on homeopathy, and I listened to it, and I said, that can't be right. That just doesn't make any sense at all. So I came home, and I did my own research, and uh, that's how we wrote the book that we have on our on our website that's entitled Homeopathy, Medical Treatment or Demonic Gateway. And I thought that was a pretty good explanation in the title of the book. And when I went through the material and looked at it, I said, we've got to put this material down in some kind of written form so that people that want to know, they won't have to go through all the research that I did, but they would be able to just uh, see the summaries that we wrote. Now, I want to tell you right off, I'm not a medical doctor and I'm not trained in medicine, but my job is to teach you about homeopathy and to inform you about the background and beliefs of the founder of homeopathy. And then it's up to you to weigh the facts about homeopathy uh, against what we believe as Christians. And I can never tell you to stop taking something that your doctor has prescribed or some other healthcare professional. But there may be an alternative type of treatment for you that doesn't involve New Age and Eastern religious principles. 
And so that's what I want you to think about while we're talking about this. Now, we're just going to go through the material. Some of it can get kind of dry because it's, it's just a lot of facts. But if you don't know the facts, you won't be able to make an intelligent decision about whether or not to take this type of, of product. Sandy won't let me say medication. She said it's not a medication, it's a product. So I, I think she might be right. But we'd have to ask, what is homeopathy? And I'm going to tell you what the homeopathic people say. This is not what I say, but this is what they say. And they say homeopathy is defined as a holistic system of treatment. Now, holistic is just another term for new age. And that ought to perk our ears up. But it's a holistic system of treatment that's based on the law of similars. Let me say that again, the law of similars. And that just means that like is cured by like. And we'll see that over and over again as we go through this material. Treatment is done by administering these small doses of what they call medication that would produce the same symptoms or sickness in a normal person, healthy person. Now, these drugs are chosen based on the symptoms of the person that's being treated. When a substance is found to produce the symptoms of the sickness, they say it can be used in very small amounts to treat that disease. And the term itself, homeopathy, comes from two Greek words that are interpreted as like disease. In other words, it's like the disease, what you're taking into your body. So what do those uh, who practice homeopathy believe? Well, they believe that homeopathy is based on the concept of homeostasis in the human body. And so that's just a term that we throw out there, but that, that really means that the body tends to come to rest in a state of equilibrium. Now, here's what that means. If you put water in a glass and you tilted the glass, one side of the water would be high and one side would be low. But if you put it back down on a flat surface, the water would become level again, and that's equilibrium. So they're talking about making your body come back to a state of rest. But emotional and physical stress causes the body to undergo a great number of physiological changes. See, like when you get sick or have these problems, your body has a lot of physiological changes. Stress, we know, causes a lot of diseases and a lot of problems in the body. And this will result in some kind of counter-reaction in order to maintain or to restore that equilibrium. And I know that that sounds, what does all that mean? Well, it just means that the, the homeopathy, according to them, is attempting to find the right substance that will assist the body in correcting that that's a state of stress. And when it's given in correct doses, which is very small doses, it stimulates the body. Now, here's the, here's the term. It stimulates the body through its own energy to restore this natural balance and state of homeostasis. In other words, you got sick, you bat, your body got out of whack, so they give you this material that's similar to the problems that you're having and if given in small amounts, it's supposed to restore the energy in your own body so that you go back into a state of, of homeostasis or that you get well. But here's the term, your own body energy. When you start talking about energy flow, life forces, and those kind of things, you're beginning to get into the Eastern religious practices. Now, these practitioners in homeopathy, they claim that the natural products of homeopathy produce two effects. They say that it works immediately to begin to counteract the acute or chronic symptoms that your body is having. But also, they say that their 
product works similar to a vaccination that enables the body to resist specific diseases or symptoms. In other words, like you, you take a, a vaccination for whatever, it's supposed to make you immune. Well, they say if you take their product, then you'll be immune to those symptoms again because it acts like a vaccine. Now, there's a lot of products which are being advertised on TV, and you can find them on the internet, you can find them uh, in magazines, about these homeopathic products. And often you have to look very carefully on the box or the container that it comes in in order to find out that it's a homeopathic product. And if you're not careful, you just pick up a box and say, well, it says it does so-and-so, and so you you take that home and start taking it. And Sandy and I have seen products that we thought, well, that looks pretty good. And then Sandy, I remember one time she took the box and said, let me look at that box. And she turned it all around, and down on the bottom on the side was a little place that said it was a homeopathic medication. We put it back on the shelf because we're not in agreement with what these people say. These practitioners of homeopathy they claim that their products are safe and effective and that they're regulated by the Food and Drug Administration in America. And I'm not questioning the physical safety of these products. You can take a lot of things in your body that doesn't hurt you physically, but that doesn't mean it helps you. But I'm concerned about the spiritual well-being of the people that do take the products. And as we're going to see later on, the concepts and techniques of homeopathy are rooted in and follow New Age and Eastern religious practices. And in our experience in demonic deliverance, and this is where we really get concerned, because we've done deliverance a lot, and we've seen a lot of things. In our experience, these Eastern religions expose people to some strong demonic spirits that affect the person's mental and physical well-being. And like most Eastern religious demons, when you first get started with them, when you first let them in, they let the person feel well and energetic initially, but they start to slowly turn and become more aggressive and controlling until the person is trapped in a demonic web and its misery and its defeat. Now, let me just give you some characteristics of people that have been caught up in these types of demons. They often lose contact with reality. You can't deal with, you can't hardly talk to them because they don't understand what you're saying. They hear voices, they see demons, they have demonic manifestations in their home, they experience demonic sexual attacks, and they their bodies are shaken. Now, all of those are symptoms of the kundalini release. And I don't have time to talk a lot about the kundalini release, but you're going to see that more than once as I tell you these things. The kundalini release is supposed to be where the kundalini spirit is released out of the sacrum area and goes up through the chakras in the back and ties all the chakras together and causes the energy flow through those vortexes of energy flow in the chakra, causes them to, to be regulated. This is what they say. But when that kundalini is released, that is a demon. And when it gets released and gets hold, it causes a lot of these things I was telling you about, the, the shaking and hearing voices and things like that. People are in big trouble. When you start having those symptoms, the kundalini is really getting in control of your life. You should have been concerned well before you ever got to that. Now, not only those other things I said, but they often develop abnormal emotions, you know, like stress. They get under stress easy. They have rage, anger, fear, anxiety, depression. Demons cause stress. Demons cause abnormal rage, abnormal anger, abnormal anxiety, abnormal fears. 
And so those demons get in and work with those stronger demons of the kundalini and those things. And the person is really beginning to have a lot of problems. They can also cause people to have things like socioeconomic problems, such as having difficulty keeping a job. And so they, they, they can't keep a job. They have marital problems. The person that they become is not the person that their spouse married. And these Eastern religious demons are generally led by the strongman group that we call Kundalini, Leviathan, Python, Cockatrice, Behemoth, and Jezebel. Now, how was homeopathy started? The term homeopathy was originated by a man named Samuel Hahnemann around 1796 and first appeared in print in 1807. So you see, it's been around a pretty long time. Now, the end result of Hahnemann's research was the concept that like cures like, and we kind of talked about that a while ago. If it's given in small doses, it will cure the big problems that are caused by that same material. There are three men who had a profound effect on Hahnemann, and when you hear what these men believed and taught, and then we talk about what Hahnemann really believed, you will see their input in his life. So the first one was Paracelsus, and he was born in 1493, to 1541. So you see, that's a long time back. He was a, a Swiss-German physician, a botanist, an alchemist, and a, an astrologer. And he, like Hahnemann, believed that what makes a person ill will also cure them. So you can see where Hahnemann got that idea from. And substances that are poisonous in large doses are curative when they're given in small amounts. And that's just a, one of the hallmarks that Hahnemann used in his his ideas for homeopathic medicine. Paracelsus also believed that a life-giving... Now, listen to this. I'm going to have to read this sentence out because I can't even talk in terms like this. He believed that a life-giving, unifying spirit permeated through the universe and through mankind, making it one coherent organism. You know, what he's saying was he called that, that unifying spirit, he called it God. But he didn't call it the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. So he's not talking about our God. If this unifying spirit permeates through everything and makes up everything, he's saying that we as mankind, it's in us, and it equates us to be equal with God and to be a part of God. And the Bible never upholds any teaching like that. And also, as a physician astronomer, he gave talismans to patients for curing diseases. Now, talisman, if you don't know, a talisman is, a, is an object believed to give magic powers to the person that's carrying it or wearing it. It could be put in a little pouch and put in your pocket. It could be just some object put in your pocket or, or pinned on your shirt or something like that. But a talisman is witchcraft. And if you're going you're gonna to make up medicines based on witchcraft, I'll just go ahead and say it now. If the root is bad, the fruit is bad also. I might say that several times as we go through this, but this root is bad. If he's following a man who is working with witchcraft and talking about life-giving, unifying spirits, then, you know, he's, he's a long ways from our God. And furthermore, he gave amulets for all the signs of the zodiac. So you see, he was in Eastern religious activities. He was in witchcraft. And let me just, let me point out something to you. This is what really gets us in trouble. When you delve in to the Eastern religions, then there's two other things that, that we always try to look at. Eastern religions, witchcraft, and sexual perversions go together. 
So if you have one, you need to look for the others to see if you need to do deliverance in those areas also. And that's one of the reasons this stuff is so hard to get rid of once you let it get in. But Paracelsus, he invented a special alphabet for writing the names of angels on the talismans. He tried to combine God's angels and witchcraft. So he introduced Hanuman to the universal life-giving unifying spirit and familiarized him with these occult practices for curing diseases. All of these are consistent with Eastern religions, occult activities, or witchcraft, and they're incompatible with Christian beliefs. So that was the first man. The second man that had an effect on him, on Hahnemann, was a man named Emanuel Swedenborg. He was from 1688 to 1772, and he was a Swedish scientist, philosopher, theologian. He was a clairvoyant and a mystic. Mysticism, that's witchcraft. Clairvoyant is a, is a person who has the ability to gain information through extrasensory perception. That's when the third eye is open and the crown chakra is tuned in to the demonic world. Those are not things that we as Christians are trying to follow. Now, Swedenborg wrote extensively, and he claimed divine revelation from Jesus through dreams and visions, and literature that described his life included clairvoyance, visions, and necromancy in obtaining information from the dead. Now, you know that the Bible says that we are not to to be involved in necromancy, talking to the dead, getting information from the dead. And this man claimed to have talked to, on many occasions, he claimed that he talked with beings from known and unknown planets. And Swedenborg stated that his special revelation from Jesus enabled him to write a book called Heavenly Doctrine in which he tried to uh, reform the church. Well, I hope that the church of his day didn't listen to what he said because he was not talking from the Christian Bible. Listen to this. He believed that there were deep hidden meanings in all scripture and that they were revealed only to those who were chosen by God. And, of course, he was one of those that was chosen by God so that he could get this hidden meaning. You know, when you you look for some deep hidden meaning that nobody else has found in the Bible, I'm, I, I'm, I'm afraid of that. Because when people say, well, God told me, if I don't agree with what they said, they, they've put me in a position where I'm going against God. Now, a lot of times I think to myself, no, God didn't tell you that because it's against Scripture. But that's what this man did. He thought he had some kind of link right into God, and he combined it with with everything except Jesus. So here's some of, of uh, Swedenborg's beliefs. He said that salvation by faith was not scriptural, but it was accompanied by works motivated by love. Now, it's true that when you get saved, God expects you to start acting more like Jesus. But the Bible says that we're saved by grace, through faith, not of works, lest a man should boast. He denied the deity of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you can, you can talk about me and you can talk about the Father, but don't you hurt the Holy Ghost. He said, if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, your sins won't be forgiven in this world or the world to come. He rejected the atonement and the concept of the original sin of Adam. And if that's true, we'd have to take uh, Romans chapter 5 out of the Bible. The last, he also said, the last judgment was already taken place, but it occurred in the spirit world. Remember, he's two or three hundred years ago, but he said it, it occurred in the spirit. And then he said the second coming of Jesus had already occurred, but it was not in the physical sense. The second coming of Jesus came through the spiritual revelation of God's word as was revealed to him. And people with, of other religions, he said, could go to heaven with good works. Jesus said, I'm the door. 
He said, no man goeth to the Father except through me. It takes the blood of the Lamb to wash our sins away. And he explained spiritual and mental events. I want you to listen to this. Spiritual and mental events in terms of minute vibrations and tremulations. Now, let me tell you something. When we do chakra deliverance, anytime we have people that's been involved with the occult, witchcraft, Eastern religions, those things, we always do deliverance. We go through each chakra and we, and, and we break those demons out of that chakra. Now, one of the things about the chakras is there is a tone that goes to each chakra. For instance, the root chakra has the tone of C. Now, a tone has a certain vibration. So you can see whenever you start talking about vibrations and these things that we're, we're really getting tied in to Eastern religions and to New Age ideas. He demonstrates this hidden knowledge. That's Kabbalah. He demonstrated mysticism, clairvoyance. Those are witchcraft and necromancies, witchcraft and medium activities. So that's another one that had a tremendous effect on Hahnemann. Now, the third person was Franz Mesmer. He was a German physician with an interest in astronomy, and he believed that there was an invisible natural force exerted by animals and inanimate objects. And he called this force or energy animal magnetism. Now, you notice again, there's a force. There's an energy. But it's never equated with the Holy Spirit. Now, he thought that this natural energy could be transferred between human beings in a manner that would assist in healing. Now, does that sound like anything we know? Does that sound like Reiki massage? They tell me that now in even like nursing courses, they teach People, they teach the nurses to put their hands near a person to let the energy flow into them. That's right out of New Age. Now, if I went in and said, let's lay hands on them and pray for them, they'd throw me out of the hospital. They'd throw me out of the doctor's office. But yet they can do New Age and Eastern religion practices, and everybody thinks that's fine. Now, in Mesmer's theory, he thought good health occurred when the free flow of this energy was present through thousands of channels in the human body. And illness, he stated, was caused by blockage of these, this free flow. And healing could be obtained by restoring this energy flow. He's talking about channels in the body. Now, all of a sudden, does this begin to sound like uh, acupuncture and acupressure and reflexology, where yin and yang energy flows and they're meridians that these are channeled meridians that the energy flows through? Is that not beginning to sound like those? Everything that they are doing here is getting entwined. Uh, they're beginning now to, to weave in and out of each other in these New Age Eastern religious activities and witchcraft. He thought that healing could be obtained by restoring this energy flow, which caused a crisis or a trance state. Now, during the trance state, there were manifestations such as unusual sensations, convulsions, intense heat, trembling, trances, vomiting, delirium, and seizures. Now, if you've read anything that we've done about the kundalini release, you know that every one of those is a symptom of kundalini release. And when we're doing deliverance on people that have been in Eastern things, we go after and break those kundalini release symptoms. They're all tied to the kundalini spirit. The crisis that was thought to bring about the cure by restoring the free flow of energy through these channels in the body, that's how the curing took place when they cleaned out 
those uh, channels. Sounds just like going into those chakras and cleaning out those chakra areas so that the energy could flow in uh, equilibrium through the chakras. All of these things that he studied and looked at, these people, they were steeped in a lot of demonic activity. What did Hahnemann believe? One biographer stated that Hahnemann was strongly a attracted to the East and that Confucius was his ideal. And in a letter that Hahnemann wrote, he stated, this is where you can divine wisdom without miracle myths and superstitions. Now, who's he talking about miracle myths and superstitions? It's pretty plain. He's talking about how you can find this divine wisdom in Confucius and not in miracle myths like Jesus did, not in superstitions, which he is calling our Bible, what we believe as Christians. He said, I regard it as an important sign of our times that Confucius is now available for us to read. Soon I will embrace him in the kingdom of blissful spirits. Well, he was wrong about that. He got some spirits, but they weren't blissful. He says, the benefactor of humanity who has shown us the straight path to wisdom and to God. Already 650 years before the ark enthusiast. Confucius came before Jesus. And that ark enthusiast, I don't know why he called him that, but that's Jesus he's talking about. It's very plain that he rejected everything about Jesus, but he always wanted to deal with these people that talk about energy flow and the Eastern religion ideas. So it's a clear, from these statements, it's clear that Hahnemann endorsed Confucius and, reje and rejected Jesus. The foundation of Hahnemann's theory was based on the doctrine of vital force or life energy. Here we go again. See, he got that right out of Paracelsus, right out of his teachings. Vital force or life energy, which is found in all living things, whether animal, planet, or, or human. And he stated that this vital force was the moving energy and the activating power of the universe. Well, the only activating power and moving energy I know in the universe is God Almighty. But he has separated that from God. See, it's always new age stuff. It's always the, the goodness is within you. The means of your healing is within you. And it always excludes the king of glory. He stated that if therefore this, now I'm just going to read his, his statement. It's kind of confusing, but I'm just going to read through it. If therefore this, this force, this energy permeates all forms and degrees of life from the most humble and inconspicuous to the very planets, we may reasonably assume that vital force is the most fundamental of all conditions in the universe and that the laws governing the vital force in the individual are correlated with the laws which govern all vital force and all forms of energy. And this energy is responsible for all growth and development in all spheres of existence. It's got nothing to do with God. It all has to do with this vital force and life energy that flows within us. Man is his own source. Man is his own savior. And that's not true. He thought that the human body was filled in every way with this spiritual uh, self-acting vital force that in a healthy body maintained that state of harmonious vital operation, again, which we're talking about homeostasis. And when a person became ill, the spiritual or vital force became disturbed and the body is unbalanced and out of homeostasis. And as the vital force struggles to regain its balance, Symptoms and signs of sickness and disease are beginning to be manifest. In other words, if you have a fever, if you have pain, these are all signs that your vital force is, is out of balance. And so the homeopathic treatment was based on restoring this vital force or life energy in the body by taking in very small amounts, again, 
of a substance which, uh, if given in large amounts, would create the symptoms in, the, in a healthy person. And all of this has, again, to do with Eastern religions, and New Age, and a lot of witchcraft. In order to understand their treatments, we have to examine two of the basic tenets that were expounded by Hahnemann. And we've already talked about, one, the law of similars, and I'm not going to go over that again. But if you take a like substance in small amounts, it's supposed to be able to cure you of the problem. Why? Because it's going to make that vital force flow. The second law is the one I want to spend a little bit of time on here. It's the law of potency. And this law states that homeopathic treatments are given in very small doses, which are diluted in alcohol and water. And I'll show you how that works in just a second. The homeopaths claim that this dilution may be repeated many times in order to prepare a solution that is sufficiently minute to be non-symptomatic and to produce the most efficient remedy for whatever malady they're trying to, to, to treat. Remember that one of the, the concept was that it has to be in very small amounts. The purpose of potency was not only to dilute the base substance, but it was also, according to Harmon, was to imprint energetic information from the original substance into the diluted liquid during the stages of what they call succussion. Now, succussion is the process of taking that liquid and vigorously shaking it and then hitting it against a, a rubber or a leather pad. Why? I don't know why they hit it, but they shook it up and then they hit it. And this is accomplished by shaking that solution a set number of times or for a specific time period and then completing it with the, the, the thud against the rubber or leather pad. Hahnemann thought that this shaking released a spirit-like essence that was not perceptible to the senses. But when ingested, it was curative by revitalizing the body's own vital force to bring about healing. And see, that was straight out of of Mesmer's work. And Hahnemann, he thought that the base substance itself was not sufficient medicine until the energy of the, the spirit-like substance was released through that shaking completed by hitting the, the uh, pad of leather or rubber. So in other words, the healing property of his medicine was not inherent in the substance itself. It was rather in energy released in that potency process that's what made the cure. And so what are we talking about here? We're talking about this spirit-like substance, this energetic force that was being released within the, the materials by shaking them and hitting them suddenly on the pad. And they measure the homeopathic potency in a couple of ways. It's measured with a C or with an X. And the only difference is the amount that they put in in the mixture. Now, let me let me just tell you about the C first, and you, you'll really now understand how they do this process when we talk about this. There's a number that's placed with the X or the C, and that tells you how many times it's been diluted. And here's what we're talking about, about diluting it. The process begins with the preparation of a mother tincture, and here's how they do that. The substance that's being used to produce the treatment dose is placed in alcohol and water solution, and then they let it sit up for a period of time, maybe around six months. And next, they take one drop out of that mother tincture. They dilute that in 99 drops of alcohol and water and then shake it vigorously in the process of succussion. And this produces a 1C solution of that base substance that they started with, the mother tincture. Then next, they'll take one drop of the 1C solution and they'll dilute it in 99 drops of alcohol and water and shake it vigorously in, in succussion. 
and that produces a 2C solution. So they just can just keep doing this by taking one drop out, one drop out, one drop out, as many times as they want to do it till they get it to whatever they think is the best treatment. And when I reviewed the, the homeopathic literature, it said that it could be 30 times diluted, 200 times diluted, 1,000 times, 10,000 times, 100,000 times, and even greater could be diluted that many times. And they feel that the amount of energy that can be released from the original solution is increased by every time they do the potency, the, the number of times that the original solution is diluted. And they use the same process with the X solutions, except with the X solutions, they make the mother tincture, and then they take one drop and put it with nine drops of the alcohol and water. So it's much more concentrated in the X than it is in the C values. Now, that kind of brings us to the end of what I can tell you about what they did. But let me just kind of give you a little conclusion here to try to draw all this together. What does all this mean to us as Christians who follow Jesus and who believe and submit ourselves to the entire Bible? The medical and scientific arguments against homeopathy, they don't appear re relevant to us as Christians. Let me tell you why. Whether something is observable, immeasurable, or perceived by the senses is really not significant to Christians because we can't measure or see our faith, but we know that it's there and we can see the results of it. And we can't measure the power of God that flows into the sick when we lay our hands on them and pray for them. And we cannot always see or feel the presence of God, but we know that he's always present. Therefore, when people like these homeopaths come along and they make these claims of energy and vital force and spirit-like substances, you can't perceive them. A Christian might be tempted to accept their claims. But there's one question that we must ask concerning all these treatments. What's the foundation upon which it's based? Is it based on the foundation of Jesus Christ and the power of its effect? Do they come from or through the kingdom of God? And in things of God, the end never justifies the means. If the root's bad, the fruit's bad. You see, you can't tell lies to get something done that's good because your process was wrong. We could do that, but that's not what a Christian does. And again, I'll say, if the root's bad, the fruit's going to be bad. And we, we must remember that the Christians, we're forbidden to consort with witches and the occult and these vital forces and energy flows and spirit-like essences. They don't come from Jesus and they cannot be from God. Any power, energy flow, a life force that does not come from the Holy Spirit is by default from Satan's kingdom. I want to say that again because many of you have never thought about it in terms like that. There's only two kingdoms, and what you do is either going to glorify God or it's going to glorify Satan in his kingdom. Any power, energy flow, or life force that does not come from the Holy Spirit is by default from the kingdom of Satan. And if we as Christians are going to abide in the vine, John 15, we can't go into Satan's kingdom to receive something that we should have received from God in the first place. And many years ago, I heard an old-time preacher named Charles Capps. And he said, there's nothing wrong with taking medications. But I'd pray over it before I took it. That sounded like a, like a good idea to me. And in my opinion, taking medications is not forbidden by Scripture. However, we are told to not go a-whoring after other gods. And products that claim healing properties 
but are based on Eastern religious concepts and witchcraft, expose people to the strongest demons that Sandy and I have ever faced. They're hard to get rid of because they don't give up easily. And the best thing to do is not give them a legal right to enter in and control you in the first place. It's much easier to stop them at the gate rather than try to catch them after they've gotten in. Now, some of you say, oh my goodness, I've taken homeopathic medication. In our experience, people who have occasionally used homeopathic products, they don't seem to have large-scale attacks from these Eastern religious demons and sexual perversion demons and witchcraft. But people that use these products a lot who swear by them, they'd fight you because if you tried to take away their, their homeopathic medicine, they'll fight you about that. Many of these people have significant problems. These devils will have a field day. So, you know, I, I always try to lead you up to a place and give you an out because that's the way our God is. He gives you an out. So what can you do? Well, the first thing you need to do is repent to God with godly sorrow. Not just repent to God because you don't want demons to get in you, but repent because you didn't know all that background I told you. I didn't know it until I went and researched it. You did it in ignorance, and God knows that, and he will forgive you, and then you cast out demons, and then if you can, you look around for an alternate method of treatment, something that will help you that's not involved in these Eastern religions and in witchcraft and in sexual perversion. So I'm going to stop on that. We're going to do deliverance. These things we're going to call out here are in the book that I wrote, and they're in the back of the book. In our books, we always try to give you some deliverance, show you what to call out for deliverance. And, and again, the book was called Homeopathy, Medical Treatment, or Demonic Gateway. And I think you can see now why it would be a demonic gateway. just opens up the door for some very strong demons to get in. So Sandy wants you to come in, lead them in repentance first for having gone into Satan's kingdom to receive what they should have received from God. All right. I want you to pray with me. Father God, I repent for the sin of partaking of homeopathic treatments. With your help, Lord, I am refusing to do this anymore. Forgive me for going into Satan's kingdom to receive blessings that are freely given to me through Jesus Christ. I receive your forgiveness by faith. And in the name of Jesus, I declare that homeopathic demons have no further right to attack me. And now I'm going to take authority over those demons. I am speaking to all of you homeopathic demons and I command you, come out when your name is called. However, I bind all manifestations for harm yes. against these people or their yes, property. Bind that. I bind all demons from transferring to any other person yes. or animal around them. Yes. But you will come out. You'll obey us in and Jesus' you name. you will leave when your name is called. The Bible says what we decree is established and we decree these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you will obey us. Now, first of all, I bind the strong man over homeopathy, which is kundalini. Yes, we bind you in Jesus' name. Now, I'm going to begin casting out these demons that come with homeopathy. I command the spirit of homeopathy to leave these people Come now. out, homeopathy. Go Every homeopathy them. spirit, come out of them now in the name of Jesus. Whatever we break your power. Took, 
We don't care what it was. You know who you are. You know what you are. You know what you did. And we command you in the name of Jesus, go from them now. Vital force. Vital force. Come out. Every devil trying to operate through vital force in their life. Come out of them now in the name of Jesus. Vital energy. Come out, vital energy. Every devil that identifies with vital energy, come out of them now. We break your power. We break your power and we command you to go in Jesus' name. Life energy. Life energy. Come out in Jesus' name. Go from them. The spirit-like essence. Yes, we break that spirit-like essence. We break your power and we command you to come out. You know who you are. You know when you came in. And we break your power and command you to go from them now in the name of Jesus. Occultism. Occultism. Come out. Every occult devil. You know when you came in, you know you're an occult devil. And we break your power and we break the power of occultism off of them now. And we command you, come out. Go from them in Jesus' name. Mysticism and spiritism. Yes, mysticism. Come out. Spiritism. Come out. Witchcraft. It's the spirit of witchcraft. Come out. We break your power with the talismans. We command you to come out. And and we break your power in the omelets. We command you to come out in Jesus' name. Confucianism. Yes, we break that spirit of Confucianism. We command you to go. Every devil that aligns itself with the Eastern religious ideas and and their activities. We break your power off of these people and we command you in Jesus' name. Every devil aligned with Confucius, come out now in Jesus' name. Go from them. New age, come out. We break that new age spirit. We command you to come out in Jesus' name. Hinduism and Buddhism. Hinduism, come out. Buddhism, come out. We break your power. The karma, we break karma. Nirvana, prana, chi, ki. We break your power. We command you to go. All energy flow. We command you to go in Jesus' name. Clairvoyance. Clairvoyance spirits, come out. We break that third eye. We close that third eye in Jesus' name. And, And the crown chakra, seeing into the spirit realm, the satanic spirit realm, we close those chakras and we break your power off of them now. In Jesus' name, we command you go. Go from them. The spirit of necromancy. Necromancy, go. Speaking to the dead. Talking to the dead as if they were right there on it. We command you go. Go in the name of every necromancy, every spirit of necromancy. Come out of them now. Animal magnetism. Animal magnetism, go. Animal magnetism, go in the name of Jesus. We break your power and we command you go from them in Jesus' name. The spirit of Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Hidden knowledge. Revealed to only a few. That is error. We break that error. We break that hidden knowledge. We break that pride that says only I can get it and nobody else can. We command those Kabbalah spirits, come out in Jesus' name. Come out of them now in the name of Jesus. Go in Jesus' name. Witchcraft spells and curses. We break every witchcraft spell and witchcraft curse. We break those spells and curses and we command every devil that's been dispatched, those witchcraft spells and the witchcraft curses, we command you come out. You know you were there because of witchcraft curses and we command you to come out. We break the curse. We command you to go from them. We break the witchcraft spells and we command the devils trying to bring about those spells. Come out of them and go. In fact, we send you back to the one that sent you to them. And you put it on them a hundred times worse and you tried to put it on these people. They're children of the living God. You're a liar and a thief and there's no truth in you. Your daddy was a liar and we command you, come out of them now. We break those curses. We break those spells now in Jesus name all incantations incantations we break the incantations and we command every devil that was conjured up by incantations that have tried to operate in these people's life we command you go now in Jesus name all potions 
potions. Potions. We break the potions. We break the deception and the lies and the errors of this witchcraft. And we command you to go. Lies come out. Lying spirits come out. Spirits of error come out in Jesus' name. Spirit of bondage. We break the spirit of bondage now. We break your power. We've not been given fear and bondage. We break your power now, and we command you to go. This bondage of new age, go from them. This bondage of Eastern religions, we command you to go from them now in Jesus' name. And now I want every person to lay their hands on their abdomen. I command all spirits that came into them through feeding of these homeopathic products I command these spirits to be loosed from these people's bodies. I break every bit of this witchcraft and this life force through these demonic drugs. I break your hold on them and I command you to come out of them now. We break I that lay witchcraft feeding on their hands. Every devil that entered in through through the feeding, through eating and taking in those products that were demonically manipulated. We break your power. And every devil that entered in through feeding, we break your power and we command you to come out of these people now. Come up and come out now in the name of Jesus. Every devil that entered in through the feeding, come out of them now and go in Jesus' name. And we break that strong man that I bound at the beginning of this, the kundalini. We command the strong man kundalini demon, come out now in Jesus' name. Come out of them, kundalini. Come out, strong man kundalini. Serpent power. Come out, kundalini. Snake Come out. Divine We mother. break your power. Come out. Shakti Ma. Strong man Kundalini. Come out. Kali Ma. Come out, Kali Ma. Prana. Prana, come out. Chi and Chi. Chi. Psychic energy. We break your power. Vital energy. Kundalini, come out now in Jesus' name. Eastern religion. Come out, strong man. Hinduism. Come out, strong Buddhism. man. Kundalini, come out in Jesus' Rama. name. Vishnu. Come out, Shiva. Kundalini. Kali. Come out, Kundalini. Krishna. Come out, Krishna. New Shiva. Age. Vishnu. Witchcraft, come out. New Age witchcraft, come out. We command the Kundalini spirit that came in through witchcraft, that came in through the practicing of, of Eastern religious activities. We command you come out now. We break your power and command you to come out. It's not a suggestion. It is a command. We have the power of God. The kingdom of God is in us, and we loose that power. We speak to you, Kundalini, and we command you in Jesus' name. We have been given power and authority over all devils and to cure diseases, and we command you come out of them now. Kundalini, we break your power. We break the Kundalini release, the Kundalini release from the root chakra to the sacral plexus chakra to the solar plexus chakra to the heart chakra to the throat chakra, to the third eye chakra, to the crown chakra. We break the kundalini release. We sever your web holding those chakras together. And we command you with all the symptoms of the kundalini release, we command you go from them now in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, Sheila, back to you. Wow, thank you, Van and Sandy. Incredible teaching, very powerful deliverance. Thank you so much for laying this out. Really, really powerful. Van and Sandy, in the last part of the show, please give out your information and how folks can check out your handiwork and get in touch with you and give out your website and your information, please. Yes, Van Hutchinson Ministries. We have a website on the internet, Van, V-A-N-N. Hutchinson Ministries, plural, dot org. And we have books. We have a deliverance course for basic deliverance and a deliverance course for advanced deliverance. 
lots of materials on deliverance. And if you go through those two courses and you want to learn how to do deliverance, we'll be glad to mentor you and we won't charge you for that. But we do insist that you have gone through the basic and the advanced course. And we hope to launch some new deliverance ministers into the world. And the advanced course is all of our protocols. Yes. Every protocol we use. And from people that we mentor, if we come up with new protocols down the road, then we will give those out also to them. Excellent. Well, Van and Sandy, thank you so much for coming on the program and laying this out today. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Well, we appreciate you letting us come on again, and we hope that we've been a blessing to you and to your listeners. Thank you a lot, Sheila. Folks, that was Van and Sandy Hutchinson. Their information is linked in the description below. Please be listening this week as I'm going to get into part one of Codex Magica. I did the introduction and now I'm going to be laying out part one. That is going to be a fantastic series. Again, Codex Magica. It's based on the book title of a guest from back in the day, Tex Mars. This is going to be a very powerful four-part series. You're going to want to be watching for that, so make sure you're subscribed to me on YouTube and that you are added on our mail-out list. That's our monthly email blaster. And you can stay in the loop and stay on top of things. Thank you so much for tuning into the program today. We will see you real soon. Good night and God bless you.